perspective of, you know, where do, where do I want to be? Do I right. want to be in the architectural world like I'm like I have been pursuing in the developer world? Because it'd be much easier to talk about that, you know, if it's all encompassing. If I'm all if I'm spending the same amount of energy energy in this one area. If I have to move this one cup and it starts to touch a bunch of different categories, it's much more easier than having to move this cup and then that cup and then that cup, you know? Hmm. So welcome back to this next episode. We have uh, Jerry Baptista here in the studio. Let's go. And we are, we are on the move currently. Sorry. We are um, in a new spot every episode until we really find uh, what we like. And we're trying out some different lighting techniques. Um, but welcome back to Moving the Mountain, a leadership, a creative leadership podcast. And uh, we have my man here today who's um, an entrepreneur. Um, also a creative, and he is in the space of architecture, along with some other things. Um, Dabble a little bit. Yeah, but uh, more recently, uh, Jerry has left the space of a full-time job, mm -hmm. um, and he's taking on the um, exciting and frightening um, the career, leap of faith. the leap of faith <laughs> to be an entrepreneur, start his own business. Um, so he's very new in it. Yeah. Um, and uh, you were in a very, I remember having the conversation with you because um, you were going to start uh, over at Buckland Plaza, which is a development that you and your family have kind of undertaken. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you were like really into that. And I was excited for you. It was one of those things like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we've had development conversations. Um, and then you get offered this really cushy position yeah, um, yeah. at this, uh, it wasn't a design firm, but designing for. Yeah, this is a pretty interesting story about that, and I, I can go into it a little bit if you want. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so b back in 2018, you know, I had this, I was working at my full-time design firm, which is, you know, we, we specialize in designing dentist offices, like nationwide. Pretty awesome gig, uh, but I was pretty tapped and wanted to do something else. And I had this uh, drive to go full-time and, and develop in this, this building that we started uh, uh, working on in Providence. And um, at the time, uh, I decided to quit my job and go full force and, and do this. Um, and it wasn't until we learned a lot of things in that project, um, working through that project with my dad uh, and my brother, uh, that it, it started to realize that this is probably going to take a little longer than I thought. Mm -hmm. um, and probably a lot more energy and a lot more drive to kind of get this going. Uh, and at the same time, I was offered... Uh, uh, a conversation, I, sh I should say, uh, back with the same firm that I left. Uh, and, but this time, th they wanted me to run the entire department. Uh, so they wanted me to come back as a director. Um, and, you know, it, it was kind of weird. I, I wasn't really planning to come back because uh, I wanted to go full force entrepreneur. Uh, but I found myself in a weird position that, like, maybe cold feet, <clears throat> maybe cold feet, we'll call it. Um, you know, but um, turns out, when I decided to take that position back in my old firm, I started learning a whole new set of traits and, and you know, skill set that I'm using now when I'm working for myself again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember you kind of, you got asked to come back mm -hmm. and it was like very kind of, and I was a little, like I was excited for you, yeah, but yeah, I was yeah. a little disappointed. I know, I know, I know. I remember, I remember that time, for I sure. Like, uh, I was disappointed in myself for like accepting it, honestly. Um, but also like, I was trying to figure out what the time was was saying to me at that you know i was very like 
you know, I was very kind of in touch with like, you know, my spirits in that sense and, mm. and figuring out, okay, timing wise, you know, what made sense for me. And at the time I thought, you know, going full force developer made sense. Um, but that started to hit a bunch of different walls and, and, and started to venture into areas that I couldn't control. Or, yeah. may, or maybe I didn't have the right education at that time, at that time frame. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of like, you know what, let me, let me put that at the table. Let me see, like, what do I know? What do I, do I, what do I don't know? What do, what do I have the drive to do? And if you remember, I had another baby on the way. Right, which yeah. that was like that's something that I've never, um, when I've uh, you know gone full fledged into mm -hmm. you know starting a business or you know just being a freelancer at times, yeah. like I've never had that responsibility of like okay I'm I'm married I'm taking care of this person, or even more so I'm taking care of this person and then this other person who yeah. one hundred percent without a doubt cannot take care of themselves. True, um, factual. Yeah, so a little bit different. So you know, I, you know, I don't want to push. I don't want to push too hard. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But you have all like I, I, the you have the passion. I feel like mm -hmm. of an entrepreneur. Like mm. um, we serve together in church. Yeah. The way you do ministry. Mm -hmm. um, not everybody is the same. I feel like, which True. I'm starting to like recognize. You know, yeah, where it's like yeah, some yeah. people are just like, they're, um, they're there because they want, not only because mm. they want to be, but like they're enjoying it. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. You know, gotcha. no, I got gotcha. you. Um, and I feel like when you're enjoying what you do, like that's what you you really gotta, mm. you know. Where I feel like you enjoy what you do. Yeah, I I do, I do. And or I, you I, do things you enjoy. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I, I definitely do, and I would say that I, I resonate with you in a lot of ways. That we, we're kind of a visionary in that sense. We mm. kind of think far into the future on projects, uh, and you know, maybe not the immediate benefit. It's kind of more of a 10 year, 15 year plan, uh, and for that mixed with a lot of other traits that we probably both possess, which is kind of like the creative elements and our skill set with many different fields, you know, that combination just kind of evolves into like someone who's constantly thinking about how to grow something, you know, how to scale something. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I think we definitely both have those traits. I've always had those traits. Uh, so I think it was just a matter of time that I'd probably find myself into an entrepreneur position. But I did have to factor out those elements like, okay, well, I have a wife, I have a, I already have a son, and I have right. my second son coming up. Uh, so I had to make some decisions that, like, you know, I was, you know, just kind of had to factor those in. I wanted to play it safe enough where I can make these decisions uh, and not, like, regret. Right. Um, but, um, you know, in time, I knew it would, it would help out. And honestly, looking back at it, I'm glad. I'm glad I did because I, I learned at, in that director role that I, that I was in for two years. Um, Jeez, two years. I didn't think moved, it was that dude. long. No, it moved quick, dude. That's crazy. It moved so fast. So I fast. thought that was like six to eight months. Oh, dude, it moved so fast. But, but you know, I learned how to communicate with, um, you know, a, a team of people. I had about six, seven employees. Um, and everybody besides one, besides two, I would say, um, was older than me, you know? So mm -hmm. I learned how to have to communicate with people that were um, in different positions uh, with more experience than I had in certain roles. Uh, and not only that, it extended out between different departments, you know, because I was doing things that was touching many departments in the company, uh, which was actually one of the many, um, one of the re reasons actually I probably uh, had to leave at that point. Yeah, but, tell me a little bit about that because yeah. what it seemed like from the conversations that we had, um, so you're in this director role, things are going well, you yeah. guys are exploring like project management software, things like that, mm -hmm. you know, kind of, I think yeah. I've hit you in like different parts of the, the yeah, journey there. that's right. Um, but you start button heads a little bit. Yeah, so it's funny. Um, what I found, I worked really close with the CEO, 
really good mm-hmm. guy, very visionary. Um, and since I was directing this one department that I would say was probably like the heart of the design firm, you know, besides design, we also uh, produced equipment and we also trained people how to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, but design was the root of that company. And so since I ran in that department, we kind of had a lot of um, play into a lot of other departments and how they kind of work things. And so as soon as I started going in, I'm like realized like things like email and, and schedules weren't like, you know, we're, we're still using Google uh, scheduling and nobody, everybody had a shared calendar. Dude, mm-hmm. we had like 50 employees sharing a calendar. Wow. I'm like, man, hold on, we got to move to Outlook. We have to move to this. And so I, I started coordinating the whole company to move into just a more efficient way. Yeah, now why, like, why were you the authority on that? Like, um, have, did you have experience in that? You know, I had some experience um, working at Citizen Bank. Um, it's funny, I, I mm. in the, in, during my college years, I worked security at Citizens Bank, mm-hmm. and I ended up, you know, just networking my way up into higher positions. Um, but I learned a lot, and, and that could be for another podcast, but um, I learned a lot in my time there um, that really taught me professional, you know, just etiquette, you know, some of the software that people use in a corporate setting, uh, and kind of really what moved a big company like that. Uh, so with my, I would say, natural tendencies of being vocal about mm-hmm. some things that I really believe in, uh, it was just a matter of time until I started, like, speaking up at, you know, these, these executive leader meetings that we had at the at the firm. Uh, and so I think I would say at the end, you know, my, my boss, you know, probably felt, and, and he did let me know that, but... Um, you know, I stepped on his toes a lot mm-hmm. in that, um, and he, he didn't feel comfortable with that. And I respected that. We both mutually agreed um, that it may have made sense for me to just start part ways and start doing my own thing, that I can kind of control 100%. Uh, and I respected that. I respected him for that, um, and I think he respects me for that as well. Um, but it really, it, you know, you know how it is when it, when you have these traits of a, of a leader. Right. I think it starts to sneak up in any scenario that you're in well i think you see um you see flaws in the system right and you see how it could be better yeah and you have ideas and how to make it better Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and i feel like for people like us it's just like what's the best like i know where we're trying to go how do we get there and like you know let's implement xyz like Mm -hmm. what are we waiting for Uh, and that can be frustrating for someone um to just not say anything. Sit on the sidelines. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's tough. That's tough. I mean, somebody like us, we don't want to waste time. Right. You know, we want to get things done. We want to execute it. We want to see growth. We want to see rewards, like little mini wins mm-hmm. out of that, you know? Uh, so. We mentioned, um, like, Outlook and these things, and I feel like software is one of those things that creates structure and organization mm-hmm. um, that can lead to scale. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, totally. Totally. And... But that in itself, like the research and, you know, I mean, I have a little bit of experience with that stuff, Mm -hmm. um, but everything that we've implemented here is just like, takes forever to like implement something and get everybody else on board with it. Well, it's also even finding the right program. Right. And there's so many options out there now and they all don't do everything. Uh, No, it's finding the perfect one. Right. It takes a while. You know, you have to trial it for a couple of weeks. You have to learn it in and out, you know. Uh, and then ultimately, after a couple of weeks that you dedicated to that, you realize, oh, man, this one con, you know, right. is going to prevent me from growing. Uh, right. So it, it took, I remember going through a lot of trial and error for figuring out the software that we used uh, to basically design. We designed over 200 offices a year uh, just with a small team, you know, just 
comparatively. What did you end up settling on? Was it Monday? We did Monday. Yeah, we did Monday.com yeah. for a while. Um, even But even Monday.com had a lot of flaws that we were peaking at, you know? Um, yeah. You know, the servers were just getting bogged by the amount of programs or the, the, the amount of projects that we were, like, feeding it. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you do 200 projects, but really you have a lot more that are just kind of starting or ending. You know, there's just kind of a fluctuating, you know, set of projects that you're going. So many processes between the projects. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't think about that. Did you explore choir? I know I had pitched choir. that. I think you did. I think you did. And right off the back, I, I don't know if it had, um, it, I could be wrong on this, but I don't know if it had a, a time tracking setup. No, it didn't. Yeah. So, I, you know, as soon as, it's funny, once you go through, it's kind of like house hunting, right? Like, as soon as you see something that's just like, ah, it doesn't have a driveway, well, check off. You know, like. Yeah, what I've been noticing now is like, okay, it has 90% of what we need. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have time tracking. Yeah. Okay, we need a time tracker. So we're going to go to like Timely, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, we used Choir for a while. And it we, like you said, like we researched Asana, you know, yeah. all the big names. Jira, all those um, guys, yeah. And Price obviously factors into it. Choir was a free yeah. beta startup. I think it still is. I tell you, Dill, price. I mean, like, sorry to cut you off. Mm-hmm. Like, if if it did a hundred percent of what you needed, honestly, price starts to make sense. Like, it yeah. starts to like really be low priority at that point. Yeah, I, I think when we were exploring, I mean, yeah. I think we could have afforded, but it was just like anywhere we could, you know, yeah, yeah, save some in. money. Yeah, oh, totally. Because um, even like the the cost of implementing. True. True. It's huge. Yeah, you know, it, it adds up. I mean, if you're factoring the employees that you're gonna need to dedicate. Mm-hmm. Towards that, um, I think it's a huge time sink. It really is. I mean, it's it's all worthwhile, assuming that you find a, a program that you could jump onto right away. Right. But it is a time sink. You know, we had um, luckily I had an administrative assistant uh, that really helped me out, and so she was tasked primarily, uh, besides of keeping us on schedule and and just keeping everything kind of like tight and organized. Mm-hmm. Uh, her project was to figure out you know, and interview these different programs um, or these different companies that would provide us with a program that suited our needs, you know? Yeah. And, like, you guys were obviously a a bigger company, right? So you can afford um, an assistant, you know, just to kind of, like, you know, get this thing implemented and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, for a startup, you know, it's like, mm, you, mm. I feel like startups are always in that vulnerable oh, place man. where it's just like... Going through it right now. Yeah. yeah it's just like right now. you have the bandwidth. It's like, man, I should be looking for clients, oh not gosh. spending two weeks exploring project management software and yep. then implementing it and then finding out it's the wrong one. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's a good point. It's a good it's, point. Uh, I'm in that boat now. Yeah. I'm in that boat now. <laughs> it's tricky. It's funny. So I'm, I'm, you know, so fast forward to now, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I have my own business, which is exciting. Full time. Which is, sorry, we should... Yeah, we should probably talk about that a little bit, right? Not plug Monday. You're right, you're right. Uh, So I have a company called Jericho. Mm -hmm. It stands for Jerry and Company, uh, but it's an architectural uh, visualization company uh, that, you know, does renderings and animations, uh, does a lot of residential uh, renovations, uh, and um, I kind of help people conceptualize through their project, whatever it may be, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So they may want a, you know, they may think they want a new kitchen um, or a new living room or they, they feel like the floor plan is messed up or... You know, it could be a business. You know, a restaurant may want something here, but they're just tossing out the idea. Uh, what I'll do is I'll kind of show them all the options, pros and cons. We'll, t- we'll go through it. What are the cost benefits? What are the value ele- elements? Does it actually provide you a good service for your customers? Or would it actually make you happy, you and your family happy, if you had this, you know, game room? 
Yeah. Um, Which I feel like that's so valuable. Like to be able to see something, especially if someone like me, I'm super visual, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it doesn't exist unless I can see it. Like I need to be able to see it. And in my head, there's so many options and I just, you know, I never take the first step because I can't see it. Oh yeah. I mean, you're going through, you're cycling through so many options uh, and so many possibilities. Uh, It's good to start to plug them down on paper and start Mm -hmm. to see the options when, when they're all impacting each other. Right. You know what I mean? And so what really, you know, this service actually hits home a lot with couples, you know, um, a lot of husbands and wives don't agree on a lot of renovations that they may do. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what I'll do is I'll show them both options. I'll show the husband's thoughts, the wife's thoughts, uh, and then we'll go through the pros and cons together. And then what they end up doing is on their own, they they start to see, okay, you know what? Hmm. The benefits are this, but I agree, you know, now that we see it on paper, if we went with this route, we'd have a better thing that, you know, would solve this issue, you know? Right. Um, so it's really helpful to visualize that. I'm a huge, which is hence the company, but I like to visualize things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So when I, when I first met you, I think you were, um, I think you were like 25. I guess it's been like, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's been longer than three years. I, I've been with the church for about, about, I would say three, four years. Three, four years. So yeah, yeah. I was 24, 25 when we met. Yeah. Um, I thought you were like at least... 28, 30. Yeah, um, yeah. Definitely older than me. Yeah. Which wow. Which I'm older than oh, you. Oh, dude. Yeah, you're the, you're the cougar, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I call a guy a cougar? I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, I'm married. We'll cut, we'll cut this out. <laughs> cut this out. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I, I, was a vid- I was originally hitting you up because you had done some video. Yeah. And I was just starting out with the company, and it's just like another video guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think you were kind of involved with you doing cars. I did YouTube, kind of man. Yeah, YouTube. that's true. That's right. Yeah, you, I, you were you were checking me out for uh, for some help. On, yeah, on your, you, your gigs. you know, like use the Ronin, I think. Yeah, I, and I, I was, like. So I had some experience. I was intimidated by it. I, I have a past life. I have a past life. I, I like to call it. Um, it's funny. I, it's, I did YouTube for a while, uh, and I'd still I want to get back into it. It's funny that you asked. But um, for a while, I did. I used to film cars, mm-hmm. and I did that for. I, I think I started back in. 2010 or so, like right when I graduated high school. Um, but um, yeah, I used to film cars and just all around, start to meet people and I'm like super into cars. Yeah, yeah. So and you were doing pretty a, well on, on YouTube, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, I started to get traction, I yeah. would say. I, I, you, Were we up to like 8K subs or something I'm like that? Just below that. I'm at, I'm at seven and change, 7,000 mm-hmm. subscribers. And, um, you know, it's funny, I had some friends that had that much before they took off, you know, and now they have like 100,000, really? millions, wow. million subscribers. You know, really took it off, but it, it, it's really like it's where I'm at now, which is I think is funny, um, because you really need that compound effect to happen, um, you know, where you really start to spiral, you know. But what I found with YouTube is that, you know, you could be not the greatest YouTuber, mm-hmm. but as long as you're consistent, you're gonna get views. You know, you have to favor the algorithm the, the way the way that works. Uh, so I found that I, I could not have been consistent if I didn't figure out. What was going on in my life? I was just so spread out. Like, oh, I wanted to do architecture. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. Um, so I just kind of, I had to like start to shave things out of the of the basket, you know, so that I can focus in on on some things, mm-hmm. and then start to, aut- you know, set up the automation processes and scale it up properly. So you know, YouTube will will be a thing, hopefully in the future. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I have a past life there. I have a I have a good experience there, which is nice, which is fun. I met a lot of people there. Still have a lot of close friends that we still, you know, we're on group chats right now. Just through YouTube. Yeah, YouTube, man. YouTube, hmm. man. I call them pen pals. You know, I have have a bunch of pen pal buddies I like that. 
that uh, you know, we still keep in contact with other YouTuber guys uh, that still do their thing, uh, and then even fans. You know, there's, there's, mm. this, there's been times. Well, at that in that era, I'd get recognized. You know, especially because like I was driving the car that I'd film all the time, and it was pretty flashy. It was a pretty flashy car. Really? What was uh, it? It, so, it, not that the not that the brand was amazing, but the paint job was very flashy. Yeah. Uh, so it was a Volkswagen Jetta. So it was a diesel Jetta. Mm -hmm. uh, but what I did is um, I, I I painted it with this thing called Plasti Dip, and basically it's a it's a paint that you could peel off once it hardens. So as soon as I figured that out, I'm like, wait a minute. So as soon as I apply this paint on this car, I could just peel it off when I'm done with it. And so I fell in love with that thought process. I was like, you know what? Let me go crazy. And so I painted it camouflage red. So it was like a red camo color. I got to show you a picture of it. Hmm. But yeah, it's a, it, it caused a lot of attention. Volkswagen ended up taking pictures of it and, and really? posting it. Yeah, dude, it was, it was pretty, pretty big. Um, and so because of that, I think a lot of, I started attracting a lot of car guys for that reason. Uh, but then I got to a point, again, just coming back to, man, I'm an architectural designer, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I started realizing, like, man, I don't want to end up being a mechanic, you know, because a, a lot of people are asking me for car advice. No, hmm. like what to do with this engine. I'm like, well, I really just like the way it looks. <laughs> right. You know, I'm a car guy, but I'm not a mechanic, you know? So I'm like, yeah, let me retreat a little bit, figure out my stance, and focus on the branding aspect of it. Uh, again, learning lesson. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. It, it's an interesting to like, it's an interesting reason to like back up. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's more there, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's true. I mean, it's that amongst other things, but. Yeah. You got to remember, you know, I, I know you know the deal, right? You're running a wedding photography and videography business. Mm -hmm. There are moments where you're going to film, and then there's moments where you got to edit, right? Mm -hmm. <coughs> for YouTubers, that's a weekly activity. And for daily YouTubers, which I was trying to become at the time, mm -hmm. it's a daily occurrence, nightly, you know? So you get up, film all day, trying to, try to figure out what your thesis is, what your mission is to film. Mm -hmm. And then at, at the end of the day, you're going to end up spending a couple hours to edit and then try to post it and get that scheduled, get your thumbnail right, and then post it for the next day. It's a lot of thought, yeah. It's a lot of work. It's a yeah. lot of work. And so for me, being a perfectionist or trying to be right, I'm always, I think, you know, I think we all can kind of relate as a creative. You want to make sure that your product is good or something that you make is, is good. Uh, so I would get stuck on the song every single time, hmm. stuck. I'm like, man, I want to have a good song because that's, you're getting all the, you know, all your characteristics there, right? You're getting the video element, and you want to hear something that matches the video, right? You don't want to, you know, I, I, I disliked watching other videos that just didn't make sense, you know? And I was in the, the montage category, you know, where I'd have, like, a, you know, a summary of, like, car shows and things like that, where I'd film a bunch of stuff, mm -hmm. compile it into one, and just create a story around it. Right. So that needs, the song is important, you know? So there'd be countless times where... I'd spend way too long finding a song uh, and then, you know, cut into my sleep, cut into my, like, relationship, right? Like, cut into other things, my architecture studies, you know, my, you know, just friendship, relationships. You know, so it was very, it was, became a burden quickly, huh. you know, the more I pursued it. So I'm like, you know what, let me take a step back and look at it from the perspective of, you know, where do, where do I want to be? Do I right. want to be in the architectural world like I'm like I have been pursuing in the developer world? Because it'd be much easier to talk about that, you know, if it's all encompassing. If I'm all if I'm spending the same amount of energy energy in this one area. If I have to move this one cup and it starts to touch a bunch of different categories, it's much more easier than having to move this cup and then that cup and then that cup, you know? Hmm. 
It's a confusing analogy, right? <laughs> it's momentum. You know, I'm trying to get the momentum going. That way, like, you know, it all moves easier. Yeah. Less stress. Um, let's uh, revisit the, yeah. the architectural thing. And I want to come back to the cars because you're a car guy. Yeah. I actually test drove a Tesla yes. yesterday. I know you're an Elon yes. Musk fan. Elon Musk, baby. Um, you know. MCM. Fellow stockholder. <laughs> That's right. Um, That's right, so, baby. Uh, let, let's, let's revisit that. But right, let's yeah. go back to uh, the architectural um, design. And that's uh, essentially, uh, well, so we met, you were the Ronin guy, yeah. the very intimidated guy, I got to get him on the team. <laughs> you know, this is news to me, I don't know you were intimidated by that, I thought I thought you were also the Ronin guy. I was intimidated by the Ronin, oh, like, okay, I was okay. just like, man, like, uh, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know how to balance it. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a whole thing. Gotcha. It's intimidating, like, we had a lot of weddings, and like, we really yeah. didn't have a lot of knowledge. Yeah, true, true, You know, true. so... Mm-hmm. Um, I always felt like I was a step behind, mm. and uh, you didn't see me. Yeah, confidence, baby. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, yeah. we we made it work. Yeah, but yeah it yeah. was. Uh, it was always just like any. I could never just be like a video guy. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. like I'm gonna be really good at that. I'm gonna just focus on yeah, like yeah. learning this equipment. Like I had some friends who were just like gearheads, and they were mm. just like, they would research everything. Yeah, but I had to research like business stuff yeah that's leadership true. stuff your, your time was split team stuff sales stuff marketing stuff yeah yeah that makes project sense management like it was like that's i couldn't i couldn't be just like oh i'm gonna be a gear guy i could relate yeah i could relate um and I, you know I, a little envious of that like i wish yeah. i could because i want to be very good like if i'm doing something i want to be very good and like yeah. feel confident in it yeah i know exactly but, um, what you're saying man no yeah, so I'd always just like, yeah. you know, with Josh who set up, you know, the setup here, it's just yeah. like, hey, could you learn? Could you figure out how to set this thing up? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, if, if I could try to delegate stuff so yeah. other people could learn it, yeah. and then they would know it, and then break it down to me. I, I, I think that's the right approach. Yeah. You know, knowing knowing that now, because like I said, I think I think you probably also went through these, you know, um, learning, uh, I guess seasons of your life, just like I have, where you know you try to dive deep into one thing. And realize, like, man, I would need to go even further to become this expert, but I, I need to spend more time learning these other areas if I want to get this thing accomplished. Right. You know? So right. I, I can relate. Yeah, it was just like being the best or, or like even understanding this is not going to take me where I know I really want to be. Mm. So it's just like, yeah. but someone has to know how to use it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone's going to run it. I know, I know. Um, so, you know, you know, ha- even having someone or like yeah. having someone learn it, um, yeah. which is the, the way we went. But yeah. that was probably like the first couple like interactions we had. You were the video guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, I knew your brother. And then I later found out that you were an architect mm-hmm. and I had this idea, which we'll, we won't get too far into it because yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a... You know, I just want to say I'm an architectural designer because uh, I don't hold the right, license, right? right, 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 but, right. So legally, I like to say I'm a designer. We'll have like the lower thirds come out. <laughs> but no, I, like I said, I've done I've done it all. I've done everything that licensed architects do. I work with a lot of arch- uh, licensed architects. Mm-hmm. In fact, in my previous job, we hired a lot of them. You know, just because since we we worked in so many different states, we worked in all 50 states and a couple of different countries. You know, I did work in, in Dominican Republic and Germany once. Um, you know, so we would do the design in, in its entirety, basically, and then hire an architect uh, to help us out with the local, you know, stamping process and getting it permitted, things like that. So, mm. um, but yeah, but legally, I'd like to say I'm a designer. Okay. It works. It fits, fits the bill. So architectural designer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I had heard that you were an architectural designer. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, I got some ideas. 
Uh, and we started meeting like once a week and just kind of like going yeah. off. And the business was a little bit younger. And That's right. Like, you know, um, but you had to conceptualize some of, uh, you know, some, some things thoughts. that you were thinking about, yeah. some things I was thinking about. Um, we haven't, we haven't acted on those, but yeah, like, yeah, it's we still, still, we still got those. We still you know, got those. Still, yeah. Um, but it, it really helped me like, like get excited mm. about the project, mm. you know, like I was yeah. already excited about it, but then like seeing yeah. it, it was just like, yes. oh, this is like one more step closer yes. to it. Yes. Um, and so that was super helpful. Um, yeah. And, you know, now I'm even thinking about doing something similar because yeah. we eventually want to have our own place, yeah. you know, as a business, yeah. you know, and just to even to get the team excited about it. Yes. Be like, this is what we're thinking for the future. This is, this is what Five we're Five years out. Yeah. yeah. This is what we're working towards. Exactly. You no, know, exactly. having our own space. and You, you got to have a BHAG, right? And the big, yeah. hairy, audacious goal, yeah. right? And I think... Are you reading Scaling Up? Dude, I've read Scaling Up. Really? Oh, dude, I have it noted at my house right now. That's a great book. Great book. Fantastic book, uh, but you know you gotta have you gotta have something to work towards, right? You know, and I think um, you know just to your point, um, visualizing these concepts, you know, um, something that just hasn't something that doesn't exist, right? And you're and you're starting to throw these ideas into into shape. Um, it really hits home when you can see it, and, and and as realistic as as you can. And these computer software has has advanced, you know, greatly over the years, um, you know, to the point where like. You know, it's photorealistic. It's it's you know some some things could be so, look it could look so real that you wouldn't right. you wouldn't know if it's a photo of a, of the actual existing house or building uh, or or a sketched you know artistic rendering. I mean, I, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, it's almost like we prefer the the renderings mm. over the you know the real the real thing the real image. The, the real thing takes a long time to get. <laughs> Yeah, Red rendering takes half the time. Well, it's like they have some uh, photos of uh, the CIC building here. Yeah, and I'm like, is this a rendering mm. or is this an actual photo? Mm. Like, good point. They look. Yeah, either way, it looks oh, great. Well, well, I mean, but I, I feel like what you're talking about is really great for uh, visual people who are very visual who need to see it, and yeah. people who are maybe like indecisive. Yeah, you know, you know I, I would say you know I, I think it helps the people that are visual, but it also helps people that are not visual. Hmm. You know, so in that, I, I say that because we would do, when we did dentist offices, uh, we would draw in 2D plan, you know, a lot of half walls. And it's funny, when you're looking at a floor plan, mm -hmm. you really can't tell if this is a full wall that went all the way to the ceiling or if this is a half wall that stops at three feet or four feet, right? Hmm. When you're looking at 2D. And the difference is, is that when you see the separation of space because of that half wall, you start to think, oh man, well, I have this one box and then this one box here. But in reality, if you saw that in 3D, you start to see that because of that half wall, these one, these two small boxes l actually feel like two, like a bigger space than what it is, and you really can't tell from a 2D plan. Uh, so that's why I always, I always like to incorporate 3D perspectives, even as early as the conceptual phase, like which is like my first step mm -hmm. uh, of uh, planning something for somebody, uh, just because it's, you know, it's, it's a different experience when you can see that. And uh, I started getting more confidence when, you know, a lot of my clients, you know, have PhDs, you know, like, you know went to school for a long time. Uh, and so before jumping into that, I would, I would lack confidence thinking, man, I'm going to talk to somebody who just knows way more than I do. Uh, but when in reality, we're just people. There's some people who aren't visual and there's people that are visual, um, you know, and, you know, I was providing a service that was really, really helpful for these people to understand what they were getting, you know. You're, you're going to spend a lot of money building a project, even if it's a small renovation, 
going to spend thousands of dollars, you know, and a lot of headaches, a lot of time is going to pass, um, you know, to get something built, get this dream built. Uh, and so it's worthwhile understanding all the design, design decisions early up front uh, right. before you get to that point where, man, it's already halfway built and you want to, you know, abort the mission because, you know, it doesn't feel the right, right way. Right. You know? Well, there's a Bible verse about that too. Oh, is it? Yeah, <laughs> about, you know, uh, before starting a project, mm. you know, kind of calculate the cost before you start building. Yeah, yeah. Or else you get halfway done and then you realize, hey, I can't complete this. Yeah. And then, you know, other people come by and there's, there's value. mock you. Yeah, there's, there's value in planning, you know. And yeah. I think um, I think the seasoned people uh, know that. Um, yeah. And, and, and if, that, if I could educate anybody, you know, any newcomer when it comes to, like, taking on a big project like spend the time in planning for sure. Yeah. Um, you had spoke with my dad, uh, recently. He actually, uh, was talking to him this morning and, and he was thinking about like moving forward with some of the, cause he's, I mean, he's been talking about redoing this kitchen. I mean, it took my dad like 20 years to pick out a boat that he wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There's so, so many different boats. There's so many boats. So many boats. Man. What boat is right for Come me? Come on, right? You know? Exactly. And we had all grown up and moved out and then like he bought a boat. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he's been talking about redesigning his kitchen for a really long time. But he's super busy. He owned, he's a small business guy too. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you know, he doesn't have a lot of time, mm -hmm. and I'm sure it's one of those things that's just kind of always in the back of his head. Yeah. And he's just like he's thinking about tearing down the wall, um, between the living room and the kitchen. It's yeah. a small kitchen too. Sure. Sure. Um. But I, I'm just like you know, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, have. Throw out some visuals, yeah. like, you know, what are you thinking? Throw out some ideas. Yeah. Plus, you bring your perspective and your, you know, yeah. um, artistic vision to it. It was just like, yeah, you know what? I was thinking this. And yeah. he might, you know, be like, oh, wow, I never even thought about that. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny. Um, you know, the, th the things, the cool things that start to um, come to the surface in the planning process is that, like, you know, say he's been wondering on, on opening that wall up for 20 years or so, right? Um, but... We go through, we go down the hole of all right. What if you did? You know what happens? And because we all we, we tend to wanna we tend to think that it's all positive, mm. but there are some cons that that happen, right? Uh, for instance, you know there could be you know if as soon as you open that up, you know your sink configuration and your countertop configuration is going to change. Hopefully, we we want to change it for the better, uh, but there may be some compromises in the process. And so, like, that's what this planning process is about, you know, figuring out what the pros are and what the cons are. And if you're happy that, you know, with the pros that you have amongst the cons, you know, then it's usually a good bet to move forward and to think about it further. Uh, but more, more often than not, you're going to see pros of the situation and you're going to see cons. Um, but it's just a matter of figuring that out before you knock the wall down and spend right. thousands of dollars. You know, or before you spend twenty years thinking about or it. Spend, exactly, exactly. You know, it usually so, helps. It usually oh, it helps. couldn't even be done. I don't know why I thought about it. Exactly. I'm thinking about other things. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, we had, we gone back. You know, we cleared some ground there. So, yeah. Architect. That's how we kind of. Uh, I would say we were introduced through video. Yeah. Bonded over architecture. That's right. Uh, and then flash forward. Um, you know, we're in ministry together yep. and uh topic of conversation as of late has been like stocks. Oh man. 
You know, it's funny because I was never into stocks. Yeah. Uh, here and there, sure. I'd give my dad, my dad would, you Dabbled know. a little bit. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, you know, Netflix seems like a good company. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he'd be like, oh, no, it's stupid. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, nobody, no, nobody watched I think it. he bought Netflix, but. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so last year, right, I was, I was kind of like you. It's just like, yeah. man, yeah, like, yeah, I like Tesla. I want to buy Tesla. I want to mm-hmm. buy Tesla. 300, uh, 180, 300, yeah, yeah, yeah. 500. Bought it at like 900. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, once I bought one Tesla oh, stock, dude. then I was just like all buying all these one. other stocks. All yeah. it took was one, honestly. So I, I've been watching Tesla for a, a while now. And I remember when it first hit 300, mm-hmm. post uh, pre-split, uh, I was looking at it. I was like, man, I don't know anything about investing. But if I were to invest in any company, like it has to be Tesla. They have so much growth ahead of them. you know. Mm-hmm. And they just hit $300. I got $300. Like, man, I should just put it down. And then like a week would pass by. And like another week would pass by, and then like another month, and so to the point where I kind of like forgot about it. Like my life's moving on without like I don't have the stock apps on my phone at the time. You know, like it wasn't really like it wasn't in my face. Mm-hmm. And then talking to you again started like resurface a little bit about like just I, I would say financial literacy around around stocks. And I'm like, man, you're right. You know, there is a lot of action happening again at Tesla. You know, like there seems to be some growth again. Um, you know, the mar- if had I, now I start, I'm starting to do the math, right? The simple math. Man, if I would have just put the $300 in right. a, a year ago, I would be up 100% you know, <laughs> on my money. I'm like, man, that's odd. You know, so uh, it wasn't long after until I'm like, you know what? Let me buy the, my first share. Let me like get into it. And I remember I bought like one share. I was like, yes, we're going to be rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and Robinhood does this like year in, reverse kind of thing or year and like you know just kind of gives you an overview of it yeah um and it tells you like you your first purchase your first stock and oh, nice. you know um all the different sectors you know yeah, yeah. how much you've invested things oh, like that's that pretty cool. yeah yeah and then they have all like these graphics very that's why i do like robin hood robin hood looks good man yeah it looks everything good. that they've like done it was that hurt you know, it hurts it hurts i don't know if we're gonna go into it but it hurts yeah i tell you i i, I pulled out did you i did yeah, I did. Wow, it's scary, man. Yeah, you know, you, it you got, is. that's your bank account, right? Right. You know, like you got money in here, then you know it's not spending money, right? It's intended to save and grow, right? You know, and so when when a company goes through that kind of scrutiny, you yeah, know, and that kind of shady stuff, you start to think about its track history. You know, what's your fallback plan? What's the plan B? You know, you have my money. What's your plan B? So that I, I resorted to a, a more financially backed institution in that yeah. sense you know yeah I, i've watched a few interviews with the guy and he's not very direct mm. with like when he's questioned yep. he's not very straightforward yeah. um he seems a little bit like he's not totally honest yeah. and he probably yeah. um has things to hide rightfully so with everything sure. that went down and how it went down he probably can't yeah, yeah, give yeah. A full disclosure of that yeah um but yeah, it's a little it's a little worrisome, like having money in that account and just being like, you know, is it FDIC insured? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you did you um did you listen to the Clubhouse interview with Elon Musk and Yeah, and Elon Musk man just kept he like, just he went straight to it. I yeah, love it. Lo- yeah. Again, huge fan of Elon. He's my guy. But you know, um, I I think it kind of it still showed that you know even though he had some pretty good responses mm-hmm. uh, to to the you know the events that kind of uh you know, conspired that day uh, with GameStop and AMC. <clears throat> you know, I, I still feel that, like, you know, the company's still a new company, 
Mm-hmm. It's still a new business. It's, it's still going through its ranks. It's still going through its things. Um, so naturally, it's going to have um, some funding issues. Some, you know, it, it needs to still set up, establish its foundation. And you know, so I, I think, unfortunately speaking, right? Like, if if it comes to like my assets in that sense, I'm like, man, I I, I would feel safer if it was on a if it landed on a company that had a bigger foundation, which is like, I'm a small business too, you know, so like, it kind of sucks to say that out loud. Uh, but, you know, it's, a, I guess it's a different element because you're dealing with somebody's personal savings, you know, things like right. that. Um, yeah, it's, um, I've thought about it in two ways. I'm just like, can they close it down and, you know, would my money just be gone? Mm. You know, what would happen there? What happens? You know, what they happens? certainly didn't step in when I bought GameStop and, you know. See that, or step in when you know when you try to sell Dodge, right? Yeah, that was brutal. That, that was, was brutal. That, that was, was even brutal. worse. So you know, I that's that's some uncertainty right there. That's yeah, but it's like you said, they are a new company. Yeah, and I feel like you know any press is good press. Yeah, even if it's bad press. True. True. And so it's just like a lot of eyes. Yeah. You know, they probably got a lot of new subscribers. Mm. Um, they did. Yeah, they did. A lot, of, a lot of new guys. A lot, a lot of our, new our generation is just jumping on Robinhood. Yeah. You know? And Cash App, too. I'm not sure, yeah. like, a lot of people know this, but, like, Cash App has an amazing trading platform. Saw that. Yeah. Like, super innovative. Mm. Um, it's just so easy to use. Yeah. And, like, the, the tools that they give you, like, you can sort by sector. You mm. can sort by percentage of growth over the past three, yeah. six, yeah. one year. So you can just move in and join the wave when that yeah. happens. It's... Um, yeah. Could you buy like fractional shares? You can buy fractional, you can buy See Bitcoin. That, I think that's the biggest thing that's nice because, um, you know, I, I have my stocks, they're, they're Chase, and you have to buy whole shares mm-hmm. at that point. Uh, but these guys, you know, I would imagine other people that are at Chase, they're buying hundreds of shares at a shop, you know, so they're not, right. they're not really looking at fractional shares. Um, so I think there's definitely an, an element of, um, of, you know, there's a great opportunity there as a product for mm-hmm. Cash App, you know, Webull, Robinhood. Uh, for these younger, you know, smaller retail investors uh, to buy these fractional shares because they're, you know, they're, they're much less of a budget here, here there. Um, but, you know, that comes with, like, I, I feel like that doesn't come for free, you know? Mm. Uh, it, it is a sexy platform in that sense. And it's funny because I, 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 I have this discussion with a couple of my buddies and, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of on the pull out of Robin Hood, you know, se- uh, I would say, uh, season right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I pitch any other company, you know, I also say, well, it doesn't look as good as Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah. You know? No, it's a real thing. Cause it has it to be. And I say this like across the board too, like with in, in the company, like if it's not easy to use, people aren't going to use it. Yeah. That's true. You know? That's true. And it's like, uh, our project manager was just looking at some new project management software and it's like, I wish he had mentioned it because yeah. it's like I've been down the road. Oh, my gosh. And it's just such, like... Such a good point. We we actually pulled out a project management software. Yeah, yeah, because it wasn't easy to use. Yeah, the one that we settled on Choir, yeah. I, I raved by it. Yeah. But essentially, it's a glorified checklist. Sure. And so... Well, they all are, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah essentially. They yeah. all are. <laughs> and so we were using... We had our production sheet, which yeah. like lists all our weddings, mm. you know, and then all, all the uh, steps that need to be done, like yeah. uh, rolling across the columns. Gotcha. Um, so it's a great way. I mean, you could literally zoom out of that sheet and look at an entire year. Yeah. And because once I figured out conditional formatting, mm-hmm. where it's just like a cell is red yeah. until you check it off. Yeah. Like I could zoom out and see this big red square. Yeah. And yeah. I was just like, wow, okay, this is everything we're going to be done. Gotcha. It's going to get done. And gotcha. then as it 
turns green, mm. it's like, okay, we're completing we're our work, you know? That's a good point. Um, where you can't really, maybe you can, but from yeah. my experience, I couldn't do that with a project manager software. I could like zoom into projects, mm. but it would be on a project to project basis. So yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you know, it's funny, the, the element that I was looking for, and it's funny, it, it has to be easy to use, um, but it has to also give you all the data that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And the one data that I was looking for on top of that was to track my time, right? Because a lot of our processes, much like yours, was very repetitive, right? One wedding may have similar recipes to another wedding, right? right. So that means that you're going to have a, you know, um, you're going to have a ceremony, right? Then you're going to have a, you know, a, a cocktail hour and things like that. Uh, so in that same essence, when it comes to designing, you know, we found that there was a lot of repetition in some of the things that we were doing. Uh, and in that repetition, you know, I was looking to see how long did it take us to do that? You know, if I'm going to hire one person to do that one role, you know, is it going to take them an hour every time to do that? Is it going to fluctuate? Why is it fluctuating? Um, you know, obviously there's other factors, but if you could hone in to see like, what's the wasted time, you know, if the data started to shoot out at you, you know, to, to tell you, hey, you know, there's a lot of waste here, uh, then you can start to pinpoint on, like, processes around that. But it's funny, when it comes to ease of use, just just to go back on that topic, we had to figure out where the button was located on the desktop to start and stop your timer, you know, when we were to design. And, like, if that wasn't easy to access, then it wasn't going to be used at all, you know. So there was a lot of software that we, like, just couldn't do because then, Every time you want to stop a timer, you'd have to go back into the main menu, search the client up, go through that process, open it up, and then stop the client timer. Like, yeah. That's not going to work. Not going to work. Yeah. It's like, not only does it have to be like easy to use, like it has to be like fun, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And um, It can't I, look like Windows 98. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like, gotcha. I'm a huge fan of like metrics and data. Like I want to see. UI. Wanna, yeah. 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 It was a um, user inter- interface. And so, I mean, I think our main goal is to like design our own platform mm. that, Good goal. you know, has um, all the all the metrics oh, yeah. that we want, uh, all That's the good. all the data output that we like to see. Yeah. Um, time tracking would would be nice. That's not something we use. Sure, sure. But I think that's something that we're gonna start exploring. Um, I think it's time. It's a good KPI. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's a good metric. Um, but you are doing a lot of weddings. Oh yeah, what you guys are doing. You guys are big. You yeah, know? yeah. We're at like two something right now. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, I, I would imagine at that stand, at that point, you guys are gonna have those scaling challenges. You know, like how do we scale up? Where do we need to scale up? In what areas? You know, what areas do we need to b- probably do a little better at? And mm-hmm. what areas are totally fine for it to coast just like that? You know, right? Uh, and it's 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 kind of it's 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 the data that you pull out of those, you know, events that I think will start to speak to you a lot, which is why the program is so important, you know? And so I agree, like, I think ultimately, a lot of companies would have to make their own special program just for them, you know, for them to actually, like, tap into it. Because everybody's unique in their own way. Right. Um, but it's so funny, yeah, you know, it's 2021, and, and you start to be surprised, we're like, oh man, does this, does this not exist already? Somebody not got, th- do this already? Should I, should I start another business? <laughs> you know, right? Well, it's crazy to think about like how many CRMs, for instance, like are out there. You, yeah. I mean, you have CD, CRMs like literally dedicated just to weddings. Yeah, yeah. But and we explored those too. But it's like they don't hit it the way like mm-hmm. be like, oh man, it'd be nice if I had this. Oh yeah, yeah, all, all the time, every time. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're we're like exploring like you know having our own. 
platform and yeah. maybe we'd like monetize it in the future but yeah. we're I, doing so many things it'd be smart be smart just started this podcast <laughs> <laughs> one thing um, at a time i guess right? yeah one thing at a time um do you have a question like the return on things like so for instance right we're launching oh, this this podcast always. right yeah um there could be some kind of turn, and there's an intangible. I just, you know, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> oh man, I'm laughing because I, I'm always thinking of ROI. Yeah. And it's funny, my 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 family, uh, my wife and my cousins, you know, they know that about me, you know. And I and I'm I'm a big ROI guy, even down to like my clothing. Mm. You know, um, I'm not a flashy person at all. Um, except for the camo red. Except for the camo red cars. I mean, I like cars. I like cars, but like when it comes to shoes, things like that, like it hurts to spend a lot of money. You know. Mm. Uh, just because I'm like, man, I'd rather invest it or I'd rather spend that on a cool tripod, you know, that I've been needing or something like that. Uh, you know, so there's certain things that I'm like, oh, you know what? That's a nice shoe. I'm going to buy that shoe. It feels comfortable. It has to be functional first mm-hmm. uh, and then form. Uh, but then the shoes like the ones that I have on now that I'm like gloating about because I bought it at Target and it looks really cool. Uh, and it, I spent $18. I'm like, dude, I got, I'm getting my ROI like immediately. Every step I take, I'm getting ROI. You know, it's funny. Uh, so I'm a big ROI guy, honestly. Yeah. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a little bit the same way. Like, uh, clothes, I'm not, like, huge into. I've tried to be, like, more fashionable this year. I know. There's a know, lot of people at church that are very fashionable. Oh, dude. It's like, uh, it, so they good. look great. I'm They're like, so man, good. I want to be cool like that. I like, know. I'm saying, you know, same, man. Josie has, like, such a good, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just shop for me. Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. I got you. I don't really like to shopping. You know, it's funny. There is a service like that in California. Where people just shop for people, you, like successful people that just aren't good at fashion. Right? Yeah, like maybe like you and I will probably be like <laughs> that. I, that I like hire the, people that that shop for them. You know, yeah. that's the thing. I mean, I'm um, like I, I like it. I'm just like man. That's I like I, the idea of it. Yeah, but don't show me the number. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I, 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 my wife does a lot of shopping for me, honestly, which is yeah. actually very helpful. I know you're single, but I'm gonna tell you, having a wife that enjoys shopping, who shops for you, it's nice. Yeah, but because the clothes appear, you know, and they're good selections. Let me tell you, and then you don't know that you don't know what it costs, which is fantastic. People give me a hard time about like um, they're like you eat out a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I sometimes have someone clean my apartment. Yeah, yeah. I send my clothes out to be washed. Oh man, they, do you get it folded back to? Yeah. Oh, dude, Fluffed yeah. Fold. I did the same thing, man. <laughs> I did the same thing, man. Before yeah. before I moved, I moved in with my wife. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, folded is fantastic. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. And now <laughs> Und- I just need someone to like underrated. take it from the laundromat. Yeah, yeah. And put to it right my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, um, well, like when I shop, right? Yeah, I yeah. figured like, okay, that's an hour and a half shopping. Yeah. And then I'm gonna put it in the fridge, and then you know, mm. every time I make a meal, it's like a half hour. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then a lot of times I'm not home, so the food goes bad. Oh yeah, man. I'm like, it it costs me. I'm losing money. Yeah, in this exchange. Point. Good point. Um, the two hours it takes me to do my laundry, yeah. like I could be my time is better off spent doing something else. Yeah. Same thing cleaning my apartment. So I just like. Yeah. yeah. Anything I don't like doing, I'm just like. Honestly, hold on. That's a good lesson that you're going through yeah. right now because you're already you're already delegating, like in your personal life. Uh, but quick question before we go too far. Sure. Do you um, do you eat leftovers? No, I don't. You don't. I See, don't like ROI leftovers. Out the window, right there. I man. don't like. There's something about like yeah, yeah. restaurant food. Like, as soon as <laughs> yeah, unless it's pizza. Have you eaten Los, An- Los Andes, man? Los Andes, I will uh, leftovers. Yes, leftovers absolutely. Leftovers for days. For, yeah, for three days, <laughs> I'm eating 
I'm eating steak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With like soggy onions on it. But yeah, man. ROI, man. ROI. I I I say that because um you know I I think you know if if you're constantly eating out and then maybe not finishing the whole meal you know I, I'm I'm somebody who like I gotta finish the plate you know my wife will like leave one bite but I'm like ah oh, I gotta finish the plate like because I paid for it or you know not, not maybe not so much that I paid for it but it's in front of my face <laughs> like yeah it's probably a problem what it is, really is. Yeah. <laughs> no it sounds like it. <laughs> uh, what is the like the one book because I do that too yeah. like there's this like I leave like one, like it's, uh, it's almost like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to finish everything on my plate. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I leave like one bite. So you do that. I, yeah. see, I don't know that feeling. I don't, I really, I really don't. I mean, hmm. I, I take as much as I'm going to eat, you know, I'm not like yeah. filling for these. Uh, and if I did, or like if it's Chinese food, like they always overfill, like you never finish a plate of Chinese food. Um, but, but I mean, so like I said, I, I think, um, you know, in, in short, I'd like to know that like. I got this thing and I've depleted it 100%. You know, therefore, there's no waste. Hmm. If that makes sense, because I think that carries along, along with a lot of things that I do, a lot of things that I have. Um, ROI on cars, right now. Like I was a car guy. And yeah. Now, you know, I bought a truck, a beater truck, 2003. It's 2021. You know, it's funny. My kids get in my car and they're like, "Oh, the black it. truck." The black truck, yeah. So 2003, and so um, I, no car payment, right? Mm-hmm. Insurance is dirt cheap, right? And all the money that I'm saving there, going somewhere else, going to investments, right? And so it's funny. My kids get in the car, um, and they're like, oh, play Jimi Hendrix. And I'm like, oh, I can't because my phone doesn't connect to the radio. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny because they're two and three years old, right? Yeah. But I got I to gotta restate that every single time. It's yeah. the funniest thing. Uh, but, you know, like, again, I'm getting a return. Right now I'm in a season where that return is going to yield me greater results in the future. Right. You know, so I think it's important. ROI is important, man. I'm very much the same way. Like, and, and this uh, segue to, into yesterday, I went to Tesla to test drive. Cause I'm thinking, excuse me, I've had a, a Toyota Prius now. I mm-hmm. uh, got it at just under a hundred thousand. I got a hundred, 260,000. Oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah. Had it for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, used to get like 60 miles to the gallon. Gets like 40 miles to the gallon, which yeah. is still pretty good. Pretty good. Better, better than most cars. Pretty good. Um, Great running car. Yeah. Like yeah, I just replaced the struts on it. The, the struts, not not because they needed to be replaced, but yeah. like they were making a little bit of noise. Yeah, yeah. You know, I thought it was like a tire thing. I was like, I better get this checked out. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um, uh, all that to say, it's just like, yeah. yeah, I've had the car a while, no car payment. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I feel like I should get a new car. Sure, sure. But it's just like I'm not really a car person. Yeah. Like yeah. you're a car person. Yeah, couple yeah. cars like catch my eye like yeah um i like the new um bronco bronco that that was that was appealing that, yeah that, that i marketing. like the the range rover i like the old land cruisers mm, yeah 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 which i wouldn't get that sure so it's not it, practical it doesn't have bluetooth There's no bluetooth no bluetooth yeah um i like the g-wagon yeah yeah i can see the g-wagon right you're tall yeah yeah i like um I thought I liked the Tesla. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Okay, let's get into this. Yeah, Yeah. let's get into it. Wait, which one did you drive? So I've I've rented a Model Mm Three, driven that. Just went and test drove the Y. Okay. I wanted to test drive the X. Yeah. But they didn't have any. Okay. So I had to drive the Y. So just for clarification, Mm -hmm. um, you drove the two lower end models. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to state that. Yeah. Which it has some cool features that I really yeah, yeah. like. A wireless charging, you just put your phone down, it's two in the center console. I got my reservations on that, but 
That's pretty cool. I liked it better than the previous when we rented them. It yeah. had like, you know, the bottom of, of your iPhone has the Thunderbolt yeah, and yeah. you got to like plug it into the oh, Thunderbolt. Okay. Interesting. And it was like very like, it's oh, could that break sounds off. like it'll break off yeah. soon. <laughs> um, Which is an Apple issue, right? Because they didn't have wireless charging at the time probably, right? I think that might have been it. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, so it was the, dr- the driving element that you didn't like? or It's just... Um, it's different. It's definitely different. But you're also used to an electric car. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see yeah, your so thoughts here. There's just nothing like super impressive about mm, it. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, it's very simplistic. Very simplistic. Mm. Nothing really going on. Um, yeah. I was already like, you know when you get something and you're excited about it yeah. for like a week and then eventually it loses its True. flair? Yeah, yeah. I was like test driving it, and I was just like, yeah, "I'm over this car." Wow, wow, wow! It was kind of sad that because, fast. yeah. Did you did you put it in autopilot? Um, we did the cruise control autopilot. We didn't do yeah. the back roads autopilot. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Pretty cool. Like heated steering wheel, I liked yeah. heated seats. Like, but you can find that in other cars. Decently comfortable. Yeah. Um, very plain though on the inside, which yeah. I, I like and I don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there is a sense of like, if this is a toy, I want to press the buttons and. Yeah. I'm out of buttons already. Which I think the X is like, mm-hmm. I think it's like 140, 50,000. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. if you're going to spend that much on a car, yeah. like. Yeah, it better have more buttons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I, I see what you're saying. I, I do see what you're saying. I think there's um there's pros on one side of that spectrum where they lack on the other side of that spectrum. And it's true. And I think they're going, they're going bold in one direction. Uh, which is true. It, it may appeal to some and not not everybody. That's a good point. I love it for for the ROI when he starts doing like the Uber, the robo taxi. Yes, man. It's just like man. I would much rather do that than own uh, apartments or uh, something like that. Let's just say that that Tesla share right there. That's a trillion dollar market cap right there, man. When yeah, that happens. that's like that's like the sole reason I would yeah. buy a Tesla at this yeah. point. Um, I feel like to other people, yeah. Tesla has like a lot of like. You know, uh, fanfare around it. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. oh, you go to Tesla, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. I'm not, like I said, I'm not too big into cars. Uh, I'm not too big into clothes. Yeah. So it's like, what do I spend my money on? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I feel like it's the simple things, like coffee in the morning, mm. good meal. Like, I just want to note that Sean prefers his coffee with no cap. No that's that's true. No top. Throw that throw that out there. <laughs> the top is faulty. <laughs> no top. <laughs> you want to know that that top isn't there. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't have the top. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, you know, honestly, it, this, I, I feel like, you know, you you are entitled to spend your money however you please, right? And I think the society has it like, oh, you must buy this and look like that and, like, have this and feel that. You know, and I think uh, that's the good thing about, like, you know, you know, A, living in America in that sense and, you know, being, you know, you, being being your own person. Um, you know, you could spend that on traveling. You could travel a little bit more. I think I think you've you've, you've done a little bit of traveling. I'm too. traveling. Not like, I feel like that's another thing that's like overly hyped. Sure, sure. And like our culture is just mm. like, you know, travel, you got to travel. And then you travel, yeah. and I was just like, I want to go home. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good point. A good I want to go home. Well, so, all right. So then let me ask you this question. I didn't really have wh- money wh- to be traveling, so <laughs> could have been why. Where do you, so where do you, what are you interested in? And either investing in or mm-hmm. spending your money into like is it is it like that is it like a i'd rather spend or invest or are you just on this i'd rather invest at all so um i do like investing um i like investing more like people have talked to me about real estate for a long time i'm not like i don't like the idea of holding things i don't value mm. um D- define value 
So if a, if a property came along yeah. and I felt like the person who's going to rent this mm-hmm. is going to love it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Then that has value to me. Yeah, yeah. And I think we had that conversation we did, when talking yeah. about building. Yeah. Or if it like adds value to the community. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of like um, you know, wouldn't want to just like flip a house, yeah, make it look somewhat pretty, but yeah. underneath it it's just oh, like this man. isn't Oh, you you're striking a chord right now, man. Yeah. How much on that? Where it's just like even though someone else is gonna live in it, mm-hmm. like I want it to be oh. what how I'd want it to oh, be if dude. I were to want if I think to live in it, you know? This kind of dips into a little bit of our conversations that we've had over the years. Uh, but, yeah, man, that's one of my biggest gripes uh, against a lot of current-day or modern-day developers uh, where, you know, I, I feel like they, you know, they'll flip a house, mm-hmm. and they'll put in granite countertops and sell it to the next person, you know? Um, and the, the unfortunate thing is that, like, I think, I think the wide consumer, uh, um, I would say, like, their basis on like you know oh what's acceptable at least in our area it's like man if it has granite countertops it's so much better than what's out there and i'm like no wait a minute there's so much more to think through and having a house that you would rather live in and so i agree with that it's like man if you don't want to live if you wouldn't live in it yourself right and enjoy it like why even get into it and 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 do that for somebody else you know uh so i'm with you 100 percent on that and i think that's why we, we we talk and vibe a lot yeah, and I think yeah. our original concept, too, was, like, how do you bring um, that type of modern living where it's just, like, man, this house is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, some some form of simplicity yeah. in, like, innovation. Uh, I make it affordable and accessible mm-hmm. to, you know, everyday people. Yeah. Um, I'm also a big fan of, like, making a profit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, know? so that's, that's the, I think that's, like, the, um, that's the double-edged sword. Right. right. And so, like, Developers, you know, they're in it for the profit, and it's, uh, most developers, uh, unfortunately, um, I think a lot of people are, are see an opportunity, you know, uh, and and so I'm coming from the perspective of a, being a designer, uh, so I value, you know, having a unique element to each household, you know, a, a unique living experience um, that would, you know, it's private, safe, you can entertain people in, you know, uh, comfortable in it. Uh, and I believe every household should have that. But if you're looking at it through a developer's perspective, right, not design, then you're going to see design, you know, the blueprints of a house as a cost item, you're gonna, as the same as you're going to see, like, lumber and windows and doors. So what you see more likely than not, and this is a society that we live in, is that a developer will own two, maybe three floor plans, like two or three sets of blueprints. Mm-hmm. And they'll just build this same cookie cutter house all over the city, you know, change out the color themes, change out the parking scenario maybe, and, and just swap out the siding on the outside and then just cookie cutter, cookie cutter, cookie cutter. Right. And, and what that happens is that they're pulling out all the profits. But like, it's funny, when you start to dissect that, it's like, you really, if you were to just take a little bit of less of a less profit and design this in a way that was a little better, or a little bit more thoughtful, you know, maybe use the same materials, maybe use the same granite countertops, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but just that little aspect in the planning phase, which kind of goes back to our original discussion, you know, would make it so that this one property was unique. You know, now the, now the value of that person's, you know, um, you know life or that, that you know, that the pers- person's going to live in it day in, day out, right? And so they're going to have to walk by the same window that's staring into somebody else's window. Right. And, you know, I don't know if you live in that situation now, but I, I did. And I lived in the second floor where, like, I looked out my window and, you know, I could see somebody else's 
bedroom right there. Therefore, my blinds stayed closed. Hmm. So, you know, like I would like to just enjoy opening my window. Uh, so, you know, I, I think I, if you respect it on that element um, and you're able and you allow yourself to take less profits, I think what you leave as a legacy, right, which is a house that would be standing for the next hundred years, right, mm-hmm. um, would be a house that people, future generations could, could love. Yeah, and I feel like that's exponential value, yeah. you know, and how like these small decisions that we make, you know, um, compound like in, into the future, yes. you know, that yes. person who's going to be living it every day, mm-hmm. the little bit more value that they get out of their day-to-day environment, yep. you know, exponentially compounds. Um, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I'm also a huge, like, um, advocate that, like, in- environment is super important. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's why we're in the building that, that we're in because mm-hmm. I just, you know, I feel like there's so much, like, intangible oh, value connection. Yeah. In, a, in a space like this. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. And circling back to like the car, you made a point like, you know, you don't have to buy anything that, you know, you don't want to buy. There's a lot of like pressure and that kind of thing. The only aspect that I feel, um, and maybe there's one or two, one or two, but like the one is just like, you know, having a success, successful business can presenting myself in a certain way for like clients, mm-hmm. you know, but, or potential clients. Yes. That's probably the one aspect of just like, oh, I he just that. rolled up in like, you know, an Audi yeah. or whatever. It's just like, he, they're probably doing pretty well, yeah. and I can trust this guy. Like other people have obviously trusted him, yeah, rather than this guy pulling up in a Prius yeah. that's dented on the bumper, yes. on the side, yeah. and the steering wheel. Like fact, grip actually, is falling. Yeah, actually, I hit the bumper on the way in. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, literally like yeah, a yeah. license plate number from where someone <laughs> <laughs> rented me. That's too know. funny. I agree. I, I think I see cars um, as also as an extension of your fashion, mm-hmm. in a sense. And so if you're pulling it's a, up, Yeah, it's an accessory. It's just a very accessory. expensive accessory. It is, it is. And I totally agree with you. And I met other people. I met, actually, the other day, I met a contractor, good guy. Uh, we, we, we rolled up to a job site together uh, at the same time, I'd say. Um, I'm, I'm in my truck that's 20 years old, and he pulled up in a Camry that's, you know, let's say eight years old. Uh, and um, after I got to know him a little bit, you know, I learned that he actually does own a Lamborghini. And bunch of jet skis and a boat and this that like he has all these toys hmm. um that that he wouldn't drive to a job site you know because he, he understands that like you know i'm not gonna wear this element to show that i'm this person when i'm providing a service under this character in that sense you know not you know you know there's different hats for different days hmm. right you know you wouldn't wear a rain jacket on a day that's super sunny right right um so i think um i think it's an extension you know, that you can look at it like a fashion statement. But I agree that, like, you know, if you're looking at it from a profession standpoint, um, you know, there's corporates, there's corporate companies that, you know, offer incentives for their employees to drive a nicer car when they meet clients, you know, Uh, just because, again, there is a, there is an element to, um, you know, you don't want to be in a a beater that might break down when you're on the way to lunch. Well, I've thought about that with my own employees, like, you know, um, I think at this point they all drive nicer cars than I do, but like there was a time where, you know, um, you know, one guy in particular was just like, you know, it'd be, maybe I should get him a company car mm. because what if it broke down on the way to a wedding? Yeah. You know, mm. um, so I feel like there's there's something, yeah, something there as there's well. There's something there. Yeah. yeah. No, there's definitely something there. There's pros and cons. Not every industry requires a, a you know a nice car to roll up to work in. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, where I find my value, where I like like to put my money. Um, is, um, yeah, not so much into things, but like 
things that like create value for others. Yeah. Um, and I've done that like with photography, um, the CRM, I think is an extension of that. Like yeah. something that it makes my life easier would make the team's life yeah. more easier. Yeah. Um, and that could eventually probably be like monetized and, you know, make other people's lives easier. Agreed. You know, like make the client experience probably better on the back oh, end. Oh yeah. If you could roll them into that. They experience. have an app. Like you Domino's. Know? I always think about Domino's. Oh, I love that. When they tell the you tracker? That it's a, yeah, when it's in the oven. I love it. Love it. I, I totally appreciate that process. Absolutely you know? love it. Yeah, so, you know, think, things that add more value. And I guess a little off topic, like, I, you know, I see someone like Elon Musk, you know, running all the companies that he's running. Yeah. You know, um, and then, like, the frustration of, like, uh, we're spending like two weeks mm. trying to pick a project management software. Mm. Oh my gosh, good point. Good you point. You know, or yeah. like we had a hard time like launching a website. Yeah. And they're like putting a person on another planet. Yeah, yeah. Have you read into um, you know, some of his processes? You know, no. he um, you know, he, what he does is um, you know, he first off his his office is yeah, is a cubicle like right on the floor of the engineers. You know, like it's right in the middle. It's easy to find. You know, it's right off the main hallway. Like it's not hard to get to. Um, and uh, he makes it so that he, he created a culture where you don't like, especially in big corporate companies. And, and I'm not sure if you if you experienced this in your life, but usually in big corporate structures, if you wanted to talk to somebody in a different department, you'd have to go through like your boss, who would then talk to somebody on their equal like level of hierarchy, which would then transfer it down back to that person, who would transfer it back up and then come back down. Um, you can never go directly to that person mm-hmm. um, without stepping on somebody's toes, right? Um, but Elon Musk kind of just, he, he took down all those barriers uh, so that, like, you know, somebody in this department who was, like, uh, you know, who was in charge of, like, creating this user interface would talk directly to the person who had to use it back in the manufacturing ground, you know, and, and they would email directly. They would correspond, like, immediately. Uh, so decisions were happening a lot faster because he empowered that process. Um, you know, so I, I think there's a lot of delegation techniques that mm-hmm. Elon Musk just, like, you know, innovated in by itself, you know, in order to get to where he is because he's delegated a lot. I mean, that's not to say that he, you know, doesn't commit a lot of his time to make it happen because, you know, we could talk business, but then we could easily talk into family side, right? right. Failed marriages, right? His family's, you know, it probably hurts a lot from not mm-hmm. having his dad around, you know, their dad around. Uh, so there's a, lot, there's a lot of pros and cons when it comes to, like, dissecting the world of Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you look at the business by itself, uh, he's he's gone through a lot of barriers um, in order to you know get things done fast. I think too, where like if I were to go and start another company, or if I were to go consult another company that's similar to mine, or maybe even different, you know, and they were addressing their pain points to me, I could probably say I've been through that, and I probably have a solution mm-hmm. um, to make their lives easier. Yeah. Versus having to figure it out. So it's just like a person yeah. only has so much bandwidth, they can only solve so many yes. problems. So true. So having someone else who's spent two years somewhere else yep. and came up with uh, the solution yeah, yeah, to yeah. this one problem, you know, and they, they become the solution to the next place that they're at. Yeah, um, I think you hit it on the head too. It's like, I, I don't think you're ever going to come up with all the answers. I, I, I don't think you have the capacity to solve every single problem, right? Um, which you'll step into like the world that I was in, right? But, like, you know, you're going to have to empower other people to, you know, have that responsibility to make those changes, you know, and they're changes, they're decisions that for the company. Um, and as long as that there's, like, a respect barrier, I'm sure there's, like, he has, um, uh, you know, he, he, all, he always um, 
you know, mentions his uh, the designer, the Cybertruck Franz. Mm-hmm. Uh, he always, I know he, he gives him a lot of um, credit for that. Um, but I think it's kind of, it, it, it maybe escapes a lot of people's minds, uh, you know, because Elon is going to be the, the last person that, you know, decides on a design like the Cybertruck. Uh, but there's a lot of iterations and innovation that happens by Franz, you know, the guy that's directly under him that's leading that that technology in that sense, you know. Um, so I think there's a lot of people like Franz who who work under Elon that Elon has empowered to just take full control of an element and Elon steps in with those high-level hard decisions and the goal and the direction that they're going into and, and then steps back to let them do their thing, let them operate, let them prototype, gives them the resources to just evolve and scale, you know what I mean? Mm. Did he also come up with like the other models as well? That's a good question. I, I don't know exactly his Franz's history. Uh, I think he had a part in that. Um, I do know like the original test. Um, like, as far as the Model S is concerned, um, it was like uh, like Henrik Henrik Fisker, things like that. Um, mm. You know those other guys involved, I'm sure. But at the moment, at least Franz, I know that he's in charge of Cybertruck, um, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I got my order in for I that. I got my order in too. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm going to do it. It's supposed to be this year, right? Uh, late 2021. I, it's funny. I, I ordered it because the deposit is 100 bucks, right. right? Refundable deposit, right? Wow. Which I, th- I feel like there may be a lot of people that pull out of that, right? There's just The orders are so crazy. Uh, and it's funny. I'm, I'm, I'm over here like, you know, if the numbers don't look right, by the time this becomes available, I'm going to pull out as well, you know? Because, again, ROI, right? You know, you don't want to buy a depreciating asset if it doesn't make sense. Um, you know, so yeah. Yeah. It's a cool car. Um, it's definitely a cool car. I, I do like how the model three looks too. I, I, I never liked the X until I saw like an Instagram post mm. and like the doors were open oh, yeah. and I was just like, ah, oh, it's yeah. kind of a cool car. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool car. That's and cool yeah, car. I'm not really a, a car. Yeah, kind yeah. Of person. I gotcha, I gotcha. But then once I I'll started, you, like, I have to send you some pictures. You know, it's like stocks. Like, once I started, like, <laughs> thinking about cars, it's yeah, just yeah. like, well, I kind of like the Audi and I yeah, kind of yeah. like the, the Mercedes. And That's I a good you. point. I, I think um, Tesla is just, uh, Tesla's the leader in EV right now. And mm-hmm. um, I think once the wave actually comes into play, uh, which is just a testament of, like, how all these stocks are just on sale right now. But, you know, I think when that wave actually happens, um, I think people find that, like, you know what, they're probably going to look elsewhere, you know, for a higher quality car. Like, Audi makes a great car. Mercedes makes a great, like, quality, like, interior, quality, like, ride experience. Um, mm. You know, so I think once the once it gets kind of stagnant <clears throat> on the robo-taxis, think about it, everybody's going to experience a Tesla one day. They're going to be like, okay, well, can we have something a little bit more high quality and finishes? And, like, you know, now we're just picking out of, like, the best EVs at that point. Um, so we're still on the run-up, but it will plateau, I think, at one point, at some point. Well, yeah, I, ma- I imagine we're going in, like, the direction of all fully autonomous driving, mm-hmm. whether that's, like, I'm guessing, like, 25 years. Not even. No? Le- left and right. Full autonomy? Well, so you got people like Massachusetts, right, mm-hmm. that decided in the year 2035, I believe, um, that they, w- they would ban sales of gas vehicles, right? States are coming out left and right countries are saying that you know um you got dealerships like jaguar just announced that by 2025 they're gonna make 100 percent evs you know so like there's this massive transition to ev cars mm-hmm. uh and so the only logical step that comes after that is automation of of, of driving just because 
that these cars will hold that technology. Uh, and so once that happens, I think once we start to realize that, like, you know, once the, the statistic shows that less car accidents are happening, mm-hmm. it's going to be as fast as, like, this, the shares shot up. Yeah. Like, that's how fast people are going to adopt automation. Like, Yeah. But I also wonder, too, like, yeah. you know, electric doesn't equate autonomy. It doesn't. You know, because we could have been done. Yeah, doing yeah, that with gas. That's a good point. It's just like they, they seem to be like, mm. I don't know, paired. Yeah, no, it's a good point. It's a good point. It is paired in some sense. Um, you know, I think um, you're gonna if you have to think that far into technology for it to control your vehicle, mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I think you just start to add a little bit more unnecessary moving parts when you think about the gas or combustion engine, you know? Uh, so I wonder, it's a good point. It's a good play. I mean, there's a lot of advanced technology even for gas cars. Um, but, uh, it's a good point. You know, I wonder what happens with in the world of automation. In fact, you know, I, again, I know, I know we're kind of, we, we go on tangents, but I'm predicting that the world of, um, electrical, like the electrical field, like as far as like home electricians, I think there's going to be a wave of, of, um, people updating their electrical services and their households, um, just to uh, anticipate charging electric cars, mm. you know, I think there'll be, a, I think it's gonna be a huge wave of that. Yeah, because uh, I mean, the guy was saying too, like to charge your car just mm-hmm. out of the socket at your house is like three to four days. It takes a long time. It takes a long <laughs> it takes time. Takes a long time. You it's know, like you're gonna need a, a, a two forty volt, you know, a supercharger in your at your house. You and know? I, I remember being, we were in San Diego, we rented a car and a Tesla, and. Uh, each morning we had to go to the, the supercharger and mm. we just sat there for like 40 minutes, mm. you know, and it wasn't great. It was, it was a short range range test. It was like 200 miles, 230 miles. Yeah. When we test rode it too, it's like, we didn't go very far. It was at like 147 miles mm. that was left on the battery. And when we got back, it was like 121. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, no way we drove that many miles. Wow. Wow. So it like, go, it's like kind of like your, yeah, it's kind of yeah. like your phone battery. Yeah. You're just like year two on, on your phone yeah it's, it's like it's what, rough yeah yeah it's like <laughs> what well, i just took this off the charger and i'm like at 80 percent. oh man oh man you know so i'm sure a lot of people listening to this are like agreeing with you right now yeah, yeah. or probably buying a new phone right now or selling the tesla or se- <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean maybe, maybe we should uh, wrap it up but yeah, I, yeah. I do want to uh, ask you um you know, someone who is uh, an entrepreneur, you know, hitting the scene, kind of had, had gone into entrepreneurship and then out of it, mm-hmm. back in it, yeah, and then kind of forced back into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, any, uh, what's the any journey thoughts? like? Any, oh, yeah, any thoughts, I, I words of wisdom? It. I yeah. am loving it. I am so happy that it happened in the way it did. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very, um, I, I, I feel like I, I'm in this season of life and and I should be here, you know? Um, so I'm very grateful that we left in those terms. I'm very grateful. You know, it's funny, 2020 was a weird year. Mm-hmm. You know, COVID-19 was tricky. Uh, but I had the support of unemployment to help right, me. Right, kind right. Of, and, 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 you know, just kind of a, a severance pay and all that stuff to help me kind of give me months, right? Return investment, right? I, I saw that as days that it allotted me, right? So I'm like, okay, well, it gave me X amount of months to figure this out. Yeah. And so that was a huge, you know, confidence booster. So... You know, I think especially, you know, we're seeing a lot more people stepping out into that element right now, uh, get, being it that it's the beginning of 2021 right now. Um, but I would say um, I'm so happy I did it, but I, I see the learn mistakes that I've done in the past and all the learnings that I've had in the past. You know, that two years of going back into corporate taught me how to scale and how to run a department. 
you know, those are all traits that are gonna come in the very new f- near future. I'm already thinking in that manner. I'm like, okay, well, if I was gonna hire somebody, who would it be? Mm-hmm. You know, how am I gonna scale? How, what help do I need? Um, and what I learned what I was good at in that era, what I was not good at, because uh, we all have positive and negative traits. Uh, and what you want to do is you want to hire the people that do the things that you don't do, right. do the things that you suck at. Uh, and so I just I came out came out of that experience with such a, a, a you know a, a learning a, just kind of a boost in education um, that um, you know I'm I'm tackling this hard 150 percent every day I wake up 6 a.m. by the way this started two weeks ago yeah 6 a.m. okay right I like that and um, get ready to work um, whether it's at Buckland you know you know doing some work doing some labor work because that's a bootstrap as well um, or in my office you know you know, getting some reading done or working on a project that I got to do or a presentation. Um, and I work nine to five, break, hang out with the kids, put the kids to bed. You know, it may hop back on at nine o'clock at night. Uh, and so it's funny. There's a lot of hours as an entrepreneur, but they're fun hours. Mm. They're fantastic hours. They're hours that are just like, man, every time I put another hour into this seat, I get more reward. More people know about my business or about my services. Mm. Um, the brand kind of continues. More people are inquiring about my services, which puts me in a position to scale up. So it's a, it's kind of a, it's definitely an adrenaline. I think it, you know, as an entrepreneur, I think you would agree. It's kind of a competitive thing as well. Too, you like to see your numbers go. Yeah, like your efforts are always directly tied to the results. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you're putting the time and you know you're. I think you got to be good, yeah. Like at what you do, disciplined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's like that direct, yeah, result. There really is, and and I I like to see that it's benefiting my family, right? Um, and and I'm not I'm no longer exchanging my hours, right? I, I don't know if you ever seen that 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 I think it's called the cash quadrant, um, but there's a you know there's different buckets, and you know when you're an employee, you're exchanging your your time for your wage. Um, but when you're a business owner, it's, it's kind of a different element there. Um, and so, um, you know, I like feeling that I'm building a foundation, you know, of assets that is going to grow and put me in a position to scale up larger opportunities. Mm-hmm. And But ultimately to help, you know, it's, it's going to ultimately help people in another way. And I'll be able to help more people at the same time, you know. Uh, so I, I like it. Yeah. I like the process. Well. Jerry, thank you so much for for coming on the you know the early first season of the yeah, podcast. It's it, great appreciate to have it. you. Oh, I had a blast, um, honestly. Like this is a great like volley. Yeah, it had it had us uh, really moving, man. This is a good. I think this is yeah. exciting stuff you got. Going yeah, it's on it's good to talk things out and yeah. kind of you know learn from. If it could help anybody else out, that's going right. through the same steps. Honestly, I I know I would have appreciated it. Yeah, going through that process, you know. Well, I think oh. too, like you know, even you know volleying back and forth with with. PM software. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like that's just to, just to kind of be helpful. relatable. I, I'm sure there's a lot more people that are going through the same instance, same steps that we've gone through. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, thank you yeah. for uh, thank you, man. for coming on. Appreciate and uh, you know, we were discussing earlier, like, how do you how do you end a podcast? Yeah, yeah. Is, uh, it's no really... Yeah, that's a good point. Well, you know... It's it, not a good way. W- would you open up the question to the audience? Like, would they... Uh, any suggestions? Any suggestions? Yeah, yeah. Leave them in the comments yeah. below. How do you end a podcast? That's right. Um, you can check out Jerry's work. Yes. Um, you want to maybe just plug yeah, the website, yeah, email? Yeah, JerichoDesign.com. Yeah, awesome. Check me out. Um, so same deal on social media. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. So it's uh, at 
Jericho. At Jericho Design. At Jericho Design. Yeah, yeah. There you have it. Yeah, check sure. out his work, and um, we look forward to having you on the uh, you, you know next next season there. Appreciate it, man. Awesome. Thank you.